constructive, positive attitude or enthusiastic attitude really makes a difference for them. So. Consider your current scope of responsibilities and make sure that you are doing everything you can to make that uh, just very best delivery as possible. Creating this dynamic of parents saying we're not getting what we're paying at the same time, we are investing more and more and more. Welcome to ISS EDU Learn Ask Me Anything with Mike and Dana. Here we'll be exploring how international schools are innovating and transforming education around the world. From the latest trends and insights to stories from teachers and administrators, you'll get the inside look to the global education landscape. So join us as we explore what the future of international education has in store. Get ready to be inspired, challenge the status quo, and embrace a world of possibilities. Welcome back to ISS EDU Learn. Ask me anything with Mike and Dana podcast brought to you by ISS EDU. I am Mike P, your favorite educator interviewer with my co-host Dana Watts, who is the Director of Learning, Research and Outreach at ISS. Dana, how are you? I'm great, Mike. Great to be here today. Oh, love to hear it. Before we get started today, just wanted to do a few housekeeping items. Don't forget to hit the subscribe, like, and leave us a review. We could be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also head over to iss.edu slash events in order to see all of the fairs and the upcoming PDs that we have for all of your educational entertainment. Dana, before we get started today, well, today's episode is going to be focusing on handling complaints efficiently an essential skill for leaders, teachers, and staff. And before Dana introduces our guest, I had a question for Dana herself, because I know she was also a teacher of sorts for many, many years. So my question to you, Dana, is do you have any complaints that come to mind that you didn't know how to handle while uh, you were doing your teaching type of spree so that uh, we can keep that in mind while we're asking Leah her questions? Okay, so I don't have to answer yet. I can think about it a minute. <laughs> okay, all right. You could think about it. I can think of lots of complaints that I didn't know how to handle them. It was a good one. Ugh. Yeah, one that made you feel just like that. Ugh. I had a parent tell me I handed out iPads to students and for a one-to-one iPad program. And I had a parent come to my office and tell me, within 24 hours of me handing out the iPads, that I crippled her child's hands and back for the rest of her life because she was hovered over texting on the iPad. And I didn't even know how to answer that because I thought, okay, first of all, you haven't this new opportunity, a chance, but I doubt I've like damaged your child for the rest of their life in less than 24 hours. Like I don't honestly think that I've done that. And so I needed to kind of think about how, what is the real problem here? And I think she was really concerned about the fact that we are changing what the device might look like from a laptop to an iPad. And she was nervous about typing skills and things like that. And I think that that was like, I had to actually dig a little bit to figure out what the real problem was. And then it wasn't the fact that I was really destroying her child's back or, you know, doing something with the child's thumbs, but really that the parent was more concerned about the long-term skill of being able to type on a laptop. And so it's always interesting to see what complaints and things you might have from the parent community or the teacher community or the student community. At the end of the day, it was a legit concern, right? 
It was, but that's not what she said her concern was. Like, oh. so sometimes you have to dig a little oh, to I figure see. out what the real issue is and what they're really nervous about, like where that concern's coming from. All right. Well, we have an expert with us today. Did you want to let everyone know who we have with us today who sure. can possibly answer these questions? Well, Leah comes to us today with over eight years of international school leadership experience as HR manager from the International Community School of Addis Ababa. She also has worked um, in human resources and for the airlines, for Ethiopian Airlines, also for United, Dallow Airlines, and Zelman. So like quite the experience. Uh, well, Zelman, I believe, is a marketing company in Ethiopia. So quite the array of and experience of listening to complaints and helping customers feel satisfied at the end of the day. Leah, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you all for inviting me for this important session. And welcome to everyone. We're happy to have you here. So I'm sure you heard of Dana's uh, complaint. Did you have any thoughts around that? Of if it was a legit concern or not? And is there any, le can something not be a legit concern? Well, I really appreciated that she had probing uh, questions in place because really sometimes parents, they just want to be listened to and they want to see that uh, you're concerned, you have genuine interest in resolving their complaints. So uh, though we tend to be a bit defensive at times, immediately when we listen to a complaint, we go the other extreme. We try to find out you know, how best to answer, to stop that conversation from continuing instead of uh, resolving it and putting yourself in the customer's or the parent's shoes. So that was a very good approach that Dana used. And uh, with that, I think they have reached like a positive conclusion. Uh, they understood. They were, mm. it seemed like the parent appreciated because the conversation continued. There was no anger or aggressive attitude that resulted from that conversation. And it can be followed up in the future, you know, when the child uh, starts getting used to using that device keep giving attention to the child, making sure that that child is happy, making sure that there is progress, you know, improvement in the learning using this new device, talking about the benefits of this new device, you know, for the parent, for the student, for the subject that's being conducted using this device. So what are the benefits? What are the added features that uh, this device comes with? You know, all these positive things, this kind of discussion, uh, will help the uh, continued relationship to be positive and for other complaints in the future to come up, which will help us to improve our services to the uh, students and the uh, parents. That is awesome, Maria. Sounds like Dana's certified expert in handling complaints. So the next question that I had is, what are common mistakes that you see schools are making when handling complaints and how can those be avoided? Schools really are not prepared to handle complaints. So what I see is the way that person or individual and employee responds to a complaint is not consistent. Uh, it depends on the nature of that person, his behavior, his attitude, his mood, his biases towards that parent or child who's complaining. So these kind of things really are impacting the way the school staff are responding to complaints. What is missing, I see, from schools is 
providing the proper orientation, coaching, you know, instructions, a framework, process to be followed like a flowchart, uh, some kind of direction. I remember when I was working for United Airlines, we used to have, you know, at the customer service area, we mm -hmm. used to have like a written daily briefing because there's so many thousands of passengers being handled every day, so many uh, flights. It was at Heathrow Airport. So you can imagine how busy it is for a supervisor to sit down every morning and debrief and brief you on how to handle complaints. And airlines are full of complaints. You can imagine at the airport how crazy <laughs> it is. There's, uh, you know, complaints with delays, with tickets, with bookings, with baggage, with uh, pets, all sorts of uh, complaints. But what United Airlines used to do is they provide us with lists of things that to, we should expect as customer service representatives. What mm -hmm. kind of complaints, what experience sharing has happened during the past few days? What's the most important thing to look for? Maybe it's a busy week because of certain games or meetings or conferences. So many passengers are traveling. It's a peak season and this and that. So to avoid or minimize complaints, we have these daily written information that we have to be cautious about. And using that, we are prepared to handle the passengers. Similarly, if the schools give attention, if the leadership gives attention, models, models, you know, the right attitude towards handling of complaints. So many complaints could be uh, minimized. The culture would be appreciated. There will be positivity on both sides of the party. So this is what I really uh, would like to share is preparing your staff, coaching them, training them, making it easy for them to follow the policies and procedures for handling problems or complaints. Now, those are very good advice on how to minimize mistakes. What role do you, what role do teachers, administrators, and parents play in complaint handling process? And how do they work together to create a positive and supportive environment for all stakeholders? Well, uh, teachers, I don't know if you attended the presentation, really, they are the eye for the school. You know, they are at the touch point with the students and the parents. They face the customer. They always have to be alert, observant to what the parents and students or other stakeholders are saying. You know, having an open eye, being positive and keeping record of mm -hmm. their observations, the keeping record of the complaints, the type of complaints, and making sure that those complaints are channeled to the right department. It could be the principal, it could be finance department, it could be activities, after school activities, it could be anywhere, but at the point, at the touch point is the teacher. So they have a big role to play, a very important role, not taking it personal, making sure those complaints are heard, calming the uh, complainants, you know, not being defensive at all, being a good listener, taking records, and then passing that information to the supervisor or whoever is the department that's concerned to handle it. Mm -hmm. Once that is escalated, it doesn't mean it's the end for the teacher. The teacher is going to be facing that parent again. So being ready with answers, making sure that the proper follow-up was done, 
and then the leadership taking it from that point, making sure that other policies concerning this complaint are taken points. And then if there is any policy improvement or policy change or procedures, maybe a disciplinary action that has to be taken on the person who failed to uh, satisfy the parent who was rude or who had negative attitude, all those things have to be responded to and shown to the uh, parent so that the parent will feel relieved that his complaint has been actioned. And, you know, these recorded complaints are not going to be forgotten. They have to be reviewed, like maybe quarterly, maybe monthly, maybe annually, you know, when the administration, the leadership is sitting down thinking of things to improve for the school, this will come in handy. Having those uh, reports, you know, analyzed properly and ready for action, those things will be great improvement to keep business going at the school and not scare away our parents and, and students. Mm-hmm. As an educational professional, you likely understand the positive and crucial role inclusion has on classroom culture. And you might be on the lookout for a community of like-minded educators. Senya International is that community. Senya is a nonprofit organization that advocates for individuals with disabilities and promotes inclusive educational practices across the globe. With a network of educators, families, students, and professionals, Senya offers connection, professional learning, and support for educators like you. Connect with the Senya community via our membership program or a local chapter in your area. Enjoy professional learning with the Senya community via our podcasts, online certification program, and in-person or virtual conferences. Support Senya through our sponsorships, awards, and scholarship program. So, what are you waiting for? For more information, head to our website, senyainternational.org. That's S-E-N-I-A international.org. And together, we continue to make a difference and fulfill our vision of living in an inclusive world. You gave a lot of advice about complaints that haven't been escalated yet. So... If one has been escalated, do you have any best practices for diffusing an escalating situation and resolving that complaint before it becomes an even bigger issue? Mm -hmm. So it depends on the channel that was used to uh, submit that complaint. So for example, if it was an email and it's escalated, then the person, whoever, if it's the principal or the director, they Mm -hmm. have to respond in a timely manner. So escalation means you have to give it attention as quickly as possible because, you know, it's something that it was beyond the teacher to resolve. It was beyond the cashier to resolve or the director to resolve. So whoever that complaint is escalated to, you know, there is an answer that's been uh, waiting for the uh, parent. The parent needs an answer so quickly. He wants to make sure that it has been escalated because we have come across a lot of situations where we're told, okay, we'll tell supervisor it's, you know, escalated, but if they don't get a response in time, then the complaint will come back to us with anger, with more frustration. And we don't want to see that. To minimize, we need to do it as quickly as possible. If it's an email, send the email back quickly, answer with a proper answer. Or even if you don't have an answer, just tell them that you have received it 
and it's being handled and you'll get back to them in a certain week or days or hours, depending on what the issue is. So that is a very important aspect of escalation. Oh, uh, very good. And around all this, I'm sure there is complaint handling frameworks that are out there. Do you have any that our schools can use to establish a framework that is fair, transparent, and effective? Yeah, there was a sample of a framework that was discussed during the session, which our listeners can go back and uh, review and see for themselves. But just to mention briefly, uh, when we say a complaint handling framework, we need a policy, uh, we need a procedure, and we need to maintain those procedures by training our staff to follow those procedures. So what we mean by policy is what kind of complaints are valid, for example, what are invalid, how do you handle them, how much time do you need to handle them, when do you escalate, how do you behave in front of the uh, complainant, what kind of attitude should you have, the responses, you know, all those things are put in the policy, and then the procedure would concern about what forms to fill out, uh, what letters to respond. Maybe you have sample templates to respond to emails that will be handy for the uh, staff. Those kind of framework, the flow chart itself is attached in the session that in the slides that we had for the session. So I think our listeners would be happy to go and see those and review it for their schools. You spoke about valid and non-valid complaints. How can school distinguish the difference between the two and to, so they can handle each of them appropriately? What we mean by, for example, non-valid complaints are those that are expressed with the intention of damaging like the school reputation. Maybe the parent is angry with something and he wants to retaliate or it's an annoyance, you know, or hearsay or third-party complaints. These mm -hmm. kind of things are, in most cases, non-valid complaints. Valid complaints are justified. Usually, they'll give you time, location, address, names. It has information that indicates that you need to do some follow-up or further investigation or something that you can resolve. So for staff, what you can do is, if you have like a proper recording of complaints and their resolution, if they're in detail, then you can help them identify valid and invalid ones from those records that you have in the past month or in the past year. You know, what were the complaints that we received? Which ones were valid? Which ones were not valid? You, you explain these to the staff and then you increase their awareness, which will help them be more skillful at responding and handling those complaints. So another method will be providing adequate training and refresher programs where they can role play to identify valid and non-valid complaints. And um, maybe after complaint has been handled, there's a closure, then there could be a debriefing session for the staff to understand whether this was valid or not valid, what were the indicators. And this way you're increasing the awareness of your staff and being helping them to be more skillful in responding to the complaints. Is there, does there come a time when you just have to walk away from a parent and tell them perhaps like this is not the right school or this is not the environment for your child because the complaints end up 
you know, it's just always going to be something and there isn't a middle ground in a way to kind of work through it. I think a walking away, Dana, is kind of a bit strong action for me <laughs> because we don't want to offend them. I remember a situation where it was a special needs child. And at first, the uh, school ICS, they allowed the child to enroll. But after a few months, they realized that, you know, it was more caregiving or rather babysitting kind of. So they had to talk to the parents again and to explain to them that unless certain services are improved at the school at this time, uh, the child cannot get all the benefits of the service that's provided by the school. Maybe it was lack of an occupational therapist or a speech therapist. Some service was missing. And the uh, parent, if the parent comes to you and he says, I'm not seeing any improvement in my child or, you know, in whatever issues they have, then that complaint, uh, we try to avoid it by talking to the parent ahead of time instead of walking away, instead of, you know, reaching that point, being preventive, keeping them aware of the situation. But when it comes to a deadline, you know, when, when you have to make a decision, you have to have valid reasons. You have to justify properly. You have to be able to demonstrate to the parents that this is not really the right place for your child. We wish to. We will be contacting you when, you know, we have these services ready. But this, at this point, it will be more beneficial for you as a parent to look for an alternative school for your child. So walking away, really, uh, we don't want to have leave that kind of negative impression on the parents. But technically, we are doing it, but in a very sensitive way. Excellent. Leah, do you find yourself using these complaint handling skill sets in your personal life? I try as much as I could. You know, we're humans. We can't be perfect, but we try. I'm, usually, I'm said to be a good listener. I keep my cool. So I try to be calm and listen. It's really a work in progress, though. Each of us have our weaknesses and strengths, but we do our utmost to keep people happy and satisfied. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially when you're at a service uh, giving point, like a school or an airline, uh, your facial expression, your voice, everything mm -hmm. is important. So those things will help calm people. There was a time when I had to face a crowd and I was still young in the airline at that time. And my supervisor had to come and, you know, help me get out of that crowd. But, you know, they were not aggressive or anything, but they were very demanding. It was at the airport. It was an experience for me, uh, which I can't forget. But always uh, being calm will help alleviate some of the pressure that, uh, you know, you might face if you were not calm. Nice. Are you saying being cool, calm, and collective is a key skill that is needed in order to be effective in complaints management? Do you have any other skill sets that you can think of that you think people would need in order to be effective in that role? Yeah, using those magic words, <laughs> please, and keeping your word, not only for that point, but even for the other times that you might face those customers being uh, especially in writing using the right words 
very polite, being uh, courteous in your use of words and vocabulary. These things really matter. And also, you know, instead of just saying, go to this department, um, you can go with them. You can walk them to the finance office. You can walk them to the after school activities department if that's where the problem is. You can call the concerned department uh, head to come to your office and talk to the parents and you know apologize. So it depends on the situation really, if there is time or not, but walking with them really calms them. When you're in campus, uh, when you're uh, accompanying them to the office, uh, you can have other calming discussions going with them can talk about the weather or other things, keep the conversation calm. So there are different techniques you can use to show that the person is honored, respected, and that he's important. His issue is important for us as it is for him to improve our school services. So keep talking to them, keep discussing in a positive tone. Okay. Very good response. And lastly, what are some consequences of mishandling complaints and how can schools mitigate these risks? Consequences? Well, extreme cases, court cases, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is having your lawyer handle it. But uh, sometimes if the parent has been having a good relationship with you, let's say it's uh, regarding payment of school fees and school fees have not been paid and you've been uh, sending emails and letters to follow up and the parent now comes uh, frustrated to you and says, why are you making me look like I'm cheating or not paying my school fees? I'm a responsible man. It's because I have been away, you know, I wasn't in town and this and that. So this kind of uh, complaints, of course, it's easy just to justify saying, look at the number of letters I've given you, sent you, the number of reminders, the number of emails. But it won't help in this manner. Uh, what we say is we understand, we know this, but how best can we go on with this and you know, resolve it in a way that it won't affect to pay like three months or like a half a year's uh, fees altogether? Can we find a way to resolve it in this manner? Just show concern. And if not, then uh, you, know, you can ask your supervisor or the... Uh, finance head or the business head, whoever is in a responsible position to also help and resolve the issue together. It's like a problem that is resolved engaging the parents, not just giving orders, you know. So bringing them together and uh, helping them work out a solution would be the best way to go. Thank you for that. Leah, before I ask you to let the guests know, anywhere they can reach you. I just wanted to ask Dana if she had any last questions. No, I think that's great. Um, this has been super helpful. And I think I mentioned this during our, during our webinar, but I have a friend who told me about a principal who refused to have a garbage can in their office. And they said, don't bring your problems in and leave them on my desk and walk away. Like together, we'll always solve and we have to solve them together. We have to have a solution together. And so there was no garbage can. And I know that's like might sound silly, but it actually was a really good message, I think, to both, you know, the educators, the students and the parents, because we're in this together. And it's a it's a nice reminder that one person may not have the answer, but together we can work it out. 
Awesome, Dana. Leah, could you let our guests know where they can reach you, maybe on social media or email? Email would be preferable. Dana has all my details, you know, phone number, emails and everything. So I prefer that ISS uh, send out this information when necessary. My email okay. is very long to <laughs> dictate and it will create yes, no more confusion. Yeah. yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay, thank you. Did you have any lasting books or resources that you wanted to mention to our listeners as well? Actually, most of uh, the information I shared is from my experience in the airline and mm. ICS, but there are some that I've been looking at and that I browsed that I can share with Dana and she can share it to them, if that's okay with you. Yeah, perfectly fine. Thank you so much, Leah, for coming on today. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening to ISS EDU Learn, Ask Me Anything podcast with Mike and Dana. We hope that you found our discussion with Leah on effective complaints management helpful and informative. Remember that handling complaints is a vital skill for all school leaders, teachers, and staff. By following best practices, establishing a clear framework, and developing the necessary skills and traits Schools can create a safe, respectful, and positive learning environment for all stakeholders. Join us next time for another episode of ISS EDU Learn, where we'll explore the latest trends and ideas in international education. Bye-bye. Thank you.